the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The U.S. and the Philippines condemning the Chinese Coast Guard for using water cannon on vessels in the South China Sea. Footage from the Philippines Coast Guard showed Chinese Coast Guard ships blasting water cannons on a small Philippine fisheries vessel. The Philippines and its treaty ally, the United States, separately condemned the high seas attack. It's the latest flare-up of the long-seething territorial disputes in the South China Sea, a flashpoint in Asia that has put the US and China on a collision course. China claims virtually the entire strategic waterway, but the Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia, Brunei and Taiwan have also pressed their separate claims. I'm Karen Chamas. And heavy fighting continues to rage in the southern part of Gaza. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Stay tuned, you're just moments away from the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your Sunday forecast. Sunshine high of 31 degrees today, while tonight's low reaches 19 throughout the evening and overnight hours with clear skies. Tomorrow for your Monday, more sunshine with a high around 38 degrees. The Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And hey, don't forget, we do, uh, as always, have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So, yeah, log into our NARN page on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And, again, you have a, a comment section where you uh, can feel free to leave a comment uh, or a condemnation or commendation, whatever you so desire. However you listen to the program, we definitely appreciate it. I'm going to try to break up the broadcast uh, a lot like I normally do, where I take one hour to talk local issues and then – on uh, the second hour to talk national news, national news stories. So this first hour, kind of talk about some national stuff. Of course, for the uh, political geeks, uh, political nerds that uh, permeate here in the state of Minnesota, we always look forward, well, maybe not necessarily look forward, but uh, anticipate, certainly, 
their release of the budget projections. Typically, uh, the first week of December, you have state officials that come forward and say, given the trajectory right now, when the legislative session starts, January, February, depending upon which year it is, you can anticipate a surplus or a deficit. And for the past number of years, the Minnesota uh, Management and Budget, the Office of the Management, uh, Management and Budget, has come out and said, you know, the state has good fiscal health. You can expect a a pretty healthy surplus. And, of course, given that the DFL has largely controlled most of state government, I mean, you know, there hasn't been a Republican governor since Tim Pawlenty back in, uh, he left office in early 2011. So, obviously, the DFL jumps around like poo-flinging monkeys saying, see, you know, uh, uh, dinging the rich, dinging the wealthy, and uh, increasing spending, and handing out dough. And people living off the government dole—that that's good for the economy. By golly, look at the look at this uh, look, look at the surplus we have. And I always respond to that with, I, I don't understand how that's a good thing that you take more money away from hardworking Minnesotans than you need, and then because you have it, you look at it as some sort of gift that you can dole out to the uh, what you perceive as the have-nots in order to. Let's be honest, by votes, right? Well, of course, last year at this time, there was projected to be a $17.5 billion surplus. Now, of course, that was a mirage because it was one-time infusion of federal dollars coming in for COVID-19 relief. So obviously that was not going to be a regular thing. And... Because the DFL got a trifecta elected in the 2022 midterms where Governor Walls was reelected and the entire legislature uh, had a Democrat majority, they pretty much had carte blanche to do what they wanted. Oh, boy, howdy, did they do what they wanted. Not only did they whiz away that uh, $18 billion deficit, they went ahead and, and increased fees in other areas. Okay. Well, this is from Ryan Faircloth and Rochelle Olson at the Star Tribune uh, this past week. Oh, by the way, before I get to that, uh, the Star Tribune Twitter feed, when the announcement came up that uh, there was going to be a surplus, the Star Tribune's Twitter feed says, Breaking, Minnesota lawmakers will have a $2.4 billion surplus to spend or save when they reconvene at the state capitol in February. Okay. Well, um, that's that's clickbait, because when you click on the actual Star Tribune story, the actual headline reads, Minnesota projects $2.4 billion budget surplus, but, 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 spending it could lead to a deficit. And as Senator Zach Duckworth, a uh, Republican out of Lakeville, pointed out, you know, it seems that uh, the initial Star Tribune tweet, he pointed, he Jumped in that too. Seems like you missed important part of you missed an important part of the forecast. Worth reporting to the public: a thirty percent increase in spending last session is projected to put Minnesota in a deficit, forcing either cuts, or if last session is any indication of what to expect, more tax increases on Minnesotans. And again, this is from the this is a uh, uh, news release based on the uh, complete series of November budget and economic forecast documents, which will be published to the MMB website. Minnesota's budget and economic outlook remain stable in the current biennium, but a significant structural imbalance constrains the budget outlook in fiscal year 26 and 27. The current fiscal year 24-25 surplus is projected to be $2.5 billion, up $808 million from the end-of-session estimate. Higher expected consumer spending and corporate profit growth raise the fiscal year 24-25 tax revenue forecast. The near-term U.S. economic outlook has improved since February, driven by stronger than expected consumer spending, business investment, and employment. Higher estimates in health and human service and education raises total spending in fiscal year 26-27, resulting in a negative structural balance in the next biennium. So, again, for those uh, ill-informed that want to jump around and do a big, fat, I told you so, 
the DFL buffet of lunacy, as it turns out, was not apocalyptic sky is falling, all that sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, as the Star Tribune story pours out, points out, I should say, yeah, there's a $2.4 billion surplus, but spending it could lead to a deficit. And again, this is from Rochelle Olson and Ryan Faircloth, Star Tribune. Minnesota lawmakers are expected to have $2.5 billion budget surplus for the upcoming legislative session, but spending it could result in a deficit of nearly the same size in the coming years, according to state estimates released Wednesday. Though they say the current two-year budget is stable, state officials urged caution and said higher-than-anticipated spending for health and human services and education could result in a shortfall in the 2026-2027 fiscal biennium. So did we ever ascertain last session what the exact number on fully funded education was? Because that was the whole DFL mantra, right? As soon as they got the majority, so oh yeah, yeah, okay, now we can now we're able to fully fund education. Okay. Well, we're assuming that got done, right? So we should be good. There there there's not going to be any higher than anticipated education spending because now it's fully funded, right? Continuing with this uh, Star Tribune story, the projected deficit for the next two-year budget cycle is close to the current surplus, $2.3 billion, according to state officials. That projection may change depending on actions in the legislature and national global events. Policymakers will need to be very thoughtful when making budget decisions this next year. Well, we're hosed. Because uh, <laughs> uh, last I checked, uh, yeah, they uh, it's going to be the same DFL trifecta uh, coming up this next session. And again, this was this was a warning by the Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner Aaron Campbell. Basically said that uh, saving the surplus and spending it could offset the future deficit. Well, I mean that's that's not a problem for the a lot of these people. We just we just ding the wealthiest taxpayers, right? I mean, I mean that's that's really all all it'll take. I mean, the, this this is the drumbeat they have every session. You know, in addition to we need to fully fund education. And we need to make sure that the wealthy pay their fair share. I mean, those are the those are the same old vapid slogans they have literally every session. Well, uh, there's a problem. There's a problem here because I know personally of some very high uh, tax paying citizens who have left the state, moved away to either warmer climates, tax friendlier states, or in, in most cases, a combo platter. So that well is starting to run dry. And given that the DFL has never had an appetite for cutting spending, obviously that's going to be their go-to once they have a deficit is try to, well, increase revenues. We're going to increase revenues by increasing taxes. Well, they're going to find out that there's only so much, a finite amount of money that you're going to be able to get from that because, again, how many billions of dollars of adjusted gross income have left the state since the pandemic year of 2020. You know, people were starting to leave because of the, uh, uh, you know, of the, the governor's uh, just irrational COVID mandates. And then it was further exacerbated by this last, you know, last year's election cycle, the 2022 midterms where there was the DFL trifecta. And they basically uh, spent money like a, like a crack whore with a stolen credit card. So, again, this is something to keep an eye upon. And, look, I, I, I can acknowledge that having a surplus certainly is better than a deficit. I can at least acknowledge that. But I don't understand the big celebration when there's such substantial uh, surpluses because, again, it means you took more money than, than you actually needed. And it's never returned to those who paid the majority of it. And then now you've got another issue where, you know, the DFL, they tried to pat themselves on the back. And, you know, before right before, you know, the, literally the week of the election, Governor Walls offered a, a, a buying of votes saying, well, we're going to cut $2,000 checks, you know, because we got this huge surplus. And it ended up not being that. It ended up being $260 per person or if your family of five, a cap of $1,300. Now they come to find out that that's the federal government. It's coming with their handout. All of a sudden, that money's going to be taxed because the, the DFL trifecta missed a key deadline in order for that money to not be taxed. And you even had the governor, in a source of frustration, throw out a bull 
bleep. And he said the full word, bullpucky, although he didn't say bullpucky. So uh, it's amazing how this last session, how they were doing all of these victory laps and how a lot of it's become an exploding cigar in the face, whether it's less of a tax rebate than they promised. Literally, the, I think it was the morning of the election, if not maybe the Monday before, where Governor Walls is coming out saying, yeah, we're going to dole out $2,000 checks uh, for tax rebates. Literally the morning of the election, or maybe the day before. I don't remember, but it was right around Election Day, uh, 2022. And then the rebates ended up being smaller than anticipated, and now those are being taxed. And now a lot of the legislation that they passed, including uh, not allowing private schools to be in the PSEO program, are subject to lawsuits. So all of a sudden, uh, these uh, victory laps may be a little bit premature. We will uh, certainly keep an eye upon all this. But again, uh, thinking that the DFL trifecta is going to exercise some sort of fiscal restraint uh, coming up this next session, uh, to put it mildly, I have my doubts. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments with another segment. Go nowhere. Take your baby by the hand. I make it do a high stand. Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, play The Patriot, Minneapolis. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and the Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358. 800-914-1358. That's 800-914-1358. Charlie Kirk here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station... Help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Hold that thought, Dave Osmond. <laughs> hey, welcome back. AM 12, of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carls. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Yeah, I said Senator Osmek because we are honored to be joined in studio by a longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Dave Osmek. Uh, served as a Minnesota State Senator from 2013 to 2023. Correct. If I have that my time Correct. frame right. Yeah, three-term Senator decide to uh, retire after uh, this last, uh, or after the uh, 2021 session, I guess, or 2022 session? After the 22 session, okay. when I was president for one year. Okay, so you got to, uh, hopefully you didn't let the power go to your head, Dave. Osborne. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. But it was so fun, I broke my gavel at one point. I, I don't know if people know about it, but this whole I did not. that I had. Oh, yeah. It was um, Senator Pappas uh, was going off the deep end, and Senator Chamberlain was in the back of the room and rose, up, rose to a point of order because she had gone way off the reservation on whatever topic we were on, and she wouldn't shut up. And I started banging the gavel. I banged it so hard, a chunk on tape flew up in the air and landed on my desk. Oh, my gosh. And eventually she shut up, and we went to a recess, and the, the, the mics were still hot. And I pointed the gavel. I grabbed the gavel and pointed at Senator Isaacson, and I said, uh, and I said, you better talk to her. She used to be president. She owes me a new gavel. And I pointed right at her and said, you know you were out of line. <laughs> oh, and we went on. All oh, the, the joys that we had. Well, absolutely. Well, we were having Senator Osmak in today because he was chair of yesterday's convention of the Minnesota State Central Committee uh, delegates. A lot going on. I, I, I'll be honest, you know, uh, my listeners know I haven't uh, been a whole lot involved in uh, Republican Party of Minnesota politics for for quite some time. But obviously, you know, cover whatever happens. And I did hear on the periphery of an attempt to oust uh, current Republican Party of Minnesota chair Dave Hans. We'll talk about that and talk about some of the other orders of business that took place yesterday. Uh, Dave, good to see you as always, sir, oh, by yes, the way. Good to see you. Uh, good, to, good to be here to be with the conservative infidels for another day. And we appreciate you uh, pinch hitting for Mitch and myself whenever we take our rare and well-deserved breaks. Three uh, once in a while. Hat, t- hat tip to Brian St. Paul Ward for that phrase. I, I have to throw a quarter <laughs> in the jar every time I say rare and well-deserved break. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, always uh, grateful to have Senator Osmick join us, uh, whether via phone or in studio. So uh, yesterday... Chair of the convention, Minnesota State uh, Central Committee. Was this kind of the uh, obligatory annual meeting? Was this a special meeting? What could you tell us about it, Dave? Well, they saying? happen every December. And the last one was in uh, last year in, uh, in December. was in St. Cloud. And that's where um, a small but loud group, uh, an unruly group, decided they want to, because they, for any number of reasons, didn't like the current chairman. And they wanted to violate the Constitution of the Minnesota Republican Party in order to do it. Well, <clears throat> eventually they were able to finagle and uh, allow a challenger because there was nobody stepped up. Nobody was it was it was uncontested until that day, where Freedom Phil Parrish showed up again. Uh, this is the same Freedom Phil Parrish who ran for Senate endorsement a few years ago, if you remember. 2014 against when the year McFadden got into That was the one. Yeah. And, and he ran for governor in 18, I think. 18, the yeah. same year I ran for governor. That's so right. I, I yes. was along for the ride for that one. Okay. Uh, so, But the, along the way, Freedom Phil uh, basically said, uh, I'm going to be per- either I'm going to be chair or I'm going to leave the party. And he didn't become chair, so he left the party. But he came back in December of last year. And, and he got, eventually, there was a vote. And Dave Han won, it was either 70-30 or something in that range. It was overwhelming. So, the, but the people who hate David Han weren't done yet. They, this whole thing comes back to things, issues that some of these newer, and frankly, they're newer delegates, have had for axe-grinding purposes. And some of this also is uh, the me- mechanisms of this group called Action for Liberty. And they have become a fringe group that is bent on um, chaos. They're behind all of this stuff, and the and the person chief 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 person behind that is a guy named Jake Dusenberg. Um, before the convention even started, uh, on the two the day before Thanksgiving, a package with no signature, no return address, was delivered to Chairman Hand. And it was a, lit, a laundry list of charges against him that he had that for mal, some mal, financial malfeasance, any number of things. Anonymous. Mm. Um, David Han went to their lawyer and said, well, what should we do with this? He said, they basically said, ignore it. The lawyer said, ignore it, because there's no, 
you've not identified it. You can't say where this came from. It could have come from from Chairman Ken Martin of the DFL, for God's sake. Sure. Mm-hmm. So a few more days go by. Eventually, the the uh, it, it, I don't have the the whole sequence of events through my through my head, but uh, the way it was explained at the meeting was that eventually the state central did take up the charges and found them to be without merit. Well, that wasn't good enough for the uh, rabble rousers. And at the convention, they decided they were going to take him on and they were going to try and oust him. Well, the fun started before the gavel hit. And the funny part was they came after me first. Before the convention even started, we had two delegates from, I think it was Crow Wing County, standing at a microphone. And we, and you know how these conventions work. First thing you do, the, you do the Pledge of Allegiance and the invocation and all these per- perfunctory things before you start to getting into any meat. Right. Well, I went down. I said, um, could you please take your seats? No. Why? We're not going to take our seats. Your delegates? Yeah. We're not going to take our seats. I'm asking you to respect this, de- this delegation and this convention and take your seats. No. So they stood there through the invocation, and eventually we got to assignment uh, of the uh, temporary chairs or temporary uh, par- parliament or temporary staff. I forget what the name is. And they objected to me. The ones that were sitting there were object- objecting to me. Didn't really say why, but they objected to me. Well, they don't have it. The chair gets to make that appointment. So they were mad right away because by Robert's Rules of Order and by uh, just standard procedure, um, I was going to be the chair of the convention. So I told him, well, if you want to object and we make things permanent, make the, make the assignments permanent, you can certainly bring that up again, which they did. And they tried to take me out, and they lost resoundingly. Mm-hmm. They lost again. But, so they started after me. It didn't stop there. Was that before or after they called you a Nazi? Uh, no, that was before they called me a Nazi. Okay. Eventually, we adopted the rules, and I had to eject two people. One I, one I quietly let come back in, the guy who called me a Nazi. <laughs> That's very kind of you, Dave Osbeck. Very forgiving, I have it to was say. Done, it was, I'm, I'm a, apparently a very benevolent dictator. Okay. But the simple fact of the matter is they, these groups were continuously standing up and raising points of order, points of information. And all every time they stood up and made those points, it wasn't because they actually had a point of order or information. They were just getting up to attack me or attack David Han or attack the rules or attack the anybody that was conveniently there. They were using it just to attack. And I also prevented literature from being passed out. Somehow a brand new group, called, and I, I forget what the name is on it, uh, Committee for a New Republican a new Republican. GOP, um, they put on a put out a piece with a whole a litany the litany of of problems that they had with David Han, and nobody had ever heard of this group. Well, according to the rules of the convention, it has to be a del- seated delegate, seated alternate, or a candidate mm-hmm. has to have a disclaimer on it. And nobody knows who these people are. There's no chairman. We have no idea who who's in this group. We have no idea who. Again, this could be this could be Ken Martin sending literature into the Republican. Sure. How were we supposed to know? We have never heard of this group before. So I said no. As as I have a rules authority to say you're not handing that out. Eventually, they did hand out a piece that was uh, Dave Hand making a comment that he's not a Trump guy. Well, there's a lot of people, including you, Brad, are not big Trump guys. It's it's mind-boggling that these people are bent on chaos. But, you know, it. we can go over, when we come back from break, we can go over a few of the charges that they brought up and the, the, the quote-unquote malfeasance. Um, but the simple fact of the matter is these people are unhinged and bent on, and it's primarily going back to Action for Liberty. I'm sure they're going to do a little video, and their videos always get about 15 YouTube views uh, for Action for Liberty. I'm probably giving them more views now than they normally get because I'm mentioning them. But these people are, these, these are the same people. Action for Liberty are the same people who got uh, candidates running in multiple districts in primaries, which resulted in the Minnesota Senate and House spending tons of money to get through a primary mm. and no resource, limited resources to fight back the DFL. And the reason, one of the reasons we lost the Senate is because of that 
group. By one seat, by the way. By one seat. And and Tony Jurgens made a big mistake. He should not oh, have been yes, endorsing yeah. that the, a Democrat. I'm sorry. Even if you don't like the guy who's the Republican, you don't cross that line. Joined by uh, Senator Dave Osmick, who uh, was a 10-year Minnesota State Senator, uh, now uh Chairing conventions, apparently. And a school bus driver. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, He is a renaissance man, if nothing else. We'll be joined by uh, Senator Osmek to uh, talk more about yesterday's state central convention. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Back in mere moments with another segment. Go nowhere. Would you like your mortgage paid for all of next year, up to $18,000? Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. We're honored to be sponsoring the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Giveaway. We believe Jesus is the real Christmas miracle, and our desire is to share his gospel. If you enter daily through December 21st, you could receive an additional blessing this Christmas season. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and sign up today. And Merry Christmas from the Kingdom Builders. Want an impressive gift that will set you apart? Give cigars from Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. I'm Angelo from Founders. Our premium curated cigar gift boxes are thoughtful, classy, and memorable. Add a name or company logo to the box lid, the cutter, or the lighter. Several boxes are available starting at five cigars. Plus, you'll help us support Cigars for Warriors by sending cigars overseas. Still time to get it by Christmas, so order now at founderscigarco.com and click Corporate Gifting. Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Or is it X? X.com. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And don't forget the live stream of our broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you can view the broadcast and leave a comment or question there if you so desire. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, joined in studio by a former Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmick, who chaired yesterday's uh, 2023 State Central Committee Convention, meeting of the State Central Delegates. There was an ill-fated attempt to remove uh, Minnesota Republican Party Chair David Hahn. Uh, from what I understand, and Michael Broadcorp, uh, as you know, we all have our opinions on Michael Broadcorp, but I thought he put it together a pretty fair summary of the convention. Basically, he gave kudos to David Hand for calling their bluff, say, okay, let's get an up or down vote, and it uh, failed miserably, Dave Osmick. He, it did, and uh, it was unconstitutional. I said twice when it got put on the agenda, 
uh, as chair, I should have, and I, I said outwardly, this does not meet constitutional muster because part of in, in Article, I think it's Article 16, there's a clear indication any action to remove any officer has to be done, in, bef- has to be uh, noticed in the convention call. It did not happen. The convention call did not have the removal of the chair in it. Therefore, the Constitution, which is the highest authority, mm-hmm. rules. Right. And I said, I whole I, to the convention when it was added as an agenda item, I said, I whole, and Dave Hand made the motion to put it on the agenda. I wholeheartedly disagreed with this. I'm going to let this go, but this is unconstitutional. We eventually got to that item, and uh, a discussion was had, and I, and I let the person who was, at, it was, was the person behind the charges, uh, and we'll go in to talk about a few of the charges. I let him speak. I asked him some questions, and once again, I could have ruled, there was a point of order raised both times, that this is unconstitutional. In both cases, I could have ruled that it was unconstitutional, and therefore uh, the, the point of order was well taken. I let them both go by because um, I got the feeling that people wanted to make this vote and get it over with and try and rip the Band-Aid off and get this done. Sure. Um, it was unconstitutional. I even said, this is, this, you're lining yourself up for another lawsuit. How many? We got the Carnahan lawsuit stuff. <clears throat> you're lining yourself up for another brand new round of lawsuits. So we took the vote. The uh, the total delegate count was uh, seated delegate count was reported at three forty nine. They got ninety six. Whoopie freaking do! So what is the percentage that they needed to oust? Two thirds. Two thirds. Two thirds happened. They didn't even barely make it to a quarter. No. Twenty five percent. And I will outwardly say there were there's at least one state senator and one state representative were on the side of the group that wanted to oust David Hand. Now let's talk about the bogus charges. Okay. Um, one one of the bogus charges, uh, they 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 were massively sweeping. They went after uh, Barb Sutter, and you you know Barb Sutter. Sure. She's been around forever. She has worked for this party forever. Most of these people have been around for one cycle, maybe two. She is uh, the state uh, the state uh, assemblywoman. I forget what the committee woman committee woman. That's yeah. it. Um, they claimed that she was on the take. They said that she was receiving financial reimbursement from the state party, and that for her activities where she had to fly places, she was charging the state party, is is demonstrably, demonstrably untrue. That is a lie. Was there Absol- any evidence cited? No. So we can just throw stuff against the wall, see what sticks? That's right. You said poofing flinging monkeys. That's what they did. They, they made Action for Liberty and all these, these certifiably dumb idiots are, will throw everything against the wall. And she is, she is absolutely... She's absolutely innocent of the charges. It's not even not guilty, innocent. So they went after her. And the committee, the, the, all of the state party officers had their committee reports. And Barb vindica- said exactly what was true. Um, we eventually got to David Hand, and he went over charges. During the meeting, there were a couple times where he brought up some of the charges. One of the charges was they brought up that David Hand and Rochester had spent $12,000 on hotel rooms. Okay. Of state party money. Okay. He pulled the receipts, put them on the screen. He said, here's the receipt. It is for four nights. And remember, at conventions, when the convention comes to town, the hotel rates go up. Mm-hmm. $1,200. Oh, just missed a zero. Okay. Oh, we Simple just clerical missed a zero. Error. Yeah, we that. just missed a zero. <laughs> we just told everybody that Dave Hans spent $12,000. I mean, what did he go with? Do you go to the Ritz with gold-plated toilet paper and all this other stuff? I mean, what? this is the biggest lie of all time. And you people are so stupid that you actually thought this way? You lied to the delegates. Another example, and the Rochester, I don't know if you were there for the end of the, end of the convention. It got a little hinky, I would say. Are you talking about last year's? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was Rochester. There. We were broadcasting from there. Yeah, right. yeah. We got to the end of the convention. And it was approaching 6 o'clock, and that was the time sensitive that we had to get things done. Mm-hmm. There was a motion on the floor to, uh, to extend because we had an opportunity to extend for an extra hour. We hadn't got everything done. We hadn't got the Constitution dealt with. We hadn't got the affiliates done. And there was a motion, and I was chairing at the time. I was at the podium. And we had a rising vote 
on continuing past 6 o'clock. And it needed to have a two-thirds majority. It right. had a two-thirds majority. I announced it. It moved on. The charges against Dave Hand said that vote never took place. Well, Hand brought the video. Here's the video. This is what happened. This is an absolute lie. The kicker on this one is that the, the, the Constitution and the actions we had to take in that 6 to 7 o'clock hour were important to maintain our major party status. Right. Well, there was an inquiry made to the party lawyer. Reed LeBeau is our party lawyer um, from the Secretary of State's office. They wanted they were in, inquiring because they had received a call that these things had not happened. And we showed Reed went down, showed him the evidence, had multiple conversations with Steve Simon directly. Correct. By the way, uh, he's not this. a Republican. No, he is not. Steve Simon is not. Reed is a Republican. Steve Simon is not a Republican. Right. Would he love to make our lives miserable? Yep, he'd love to do it. He it was all cleared up, but during the process, Reed found out before Reed even called and started the contacts. Other people had already called the Secretary of State saying, "Hey, this is illegal. What they did was illegal." Again, these people were so are so bent on vengeance, on hatred, on lies and deceit that they're willing to go to any lengths to take down anybody in their path. Sounds vaguely familiar to somebody that, well, we won't say it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's the most mind-boggling thing of all time. So now we've had the vote. They're going to keep coming back. The people who were primarily against me were uh, from Mille Lacs County. I made a joke because they were continuously, because they have to say your name in BPOU. I made a little joke saying, after, finding, after listening to all these Mille Lacs County people get up, or I'm not Mille Lacs, uh, Crow Wing County Crow Wing. people got up. I went, you know, maybe I, I probably need to sell my cabin in Crow Wing County. And one of them made a smarty, smarty pants remark saying, I know a good, I know a good realtor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but the convention laughed more at mine. They hissed at his. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, I, I, it, it boggles the mind. And behind this all, it, well, first off, they don't want to be shown to be who they are. They don't want to. There was a motion to actually have this, this ballot to take to the, at the end of the convention. Make it a secret ballot. I rule that immediately out of order. No, we're not doing it that way. Because you're going to stand up. If you want to take down the, the, the chair, stand up and show your face. It, this is Jake Dusenberg mm-hmm. and his group behind the scenes who are just, they're trying to destroy the party. If we spent, Brad, if we spent half the time not fighting, and also every time we have all these allegations come up, it's in Jennifer Carnahan's lawsuit and all these things, we're spending we're spending lawyer money like there's no tomorrow, and that doesn't exactly make people eager to donate to the state party either. Exactly. So that hampers fundraising, and that puts us well. into a deficit. And right. no wonder there was there was also a motion to uh, put uh, to take David salaries David Hand's salary away from him until they had recouped enough money to uh, I think it was a hundred ninety thousand recouped. And then he would never get he wouldn't get any retro back pay anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how many different ways do you want to kick David Han in the teeth? Right. And by the way, this is a pretty much a thankless job. The only thing oh. is, as state party chair is you do is you make enemies. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and I've never understood the the. And again, this isn't David Han's objective, but it seems like a lot of chairs, a lot of his predecessors, think that the party chair is like a stepping stone to something else. Right. And it's the exact opposite and again david hand's a perfect guy for this because you know he's passed his a uh, elected official career political career you know looking to maybe help out and and you wonder why people don't get involved with the party when this is the kind of stuff that happens they basically get crapped on dave osmond right and all the new people that go and they were in rochester we had a lot of new people in yeah rochester. it was great to see i loved it it is but then they walk away from these events scratching their head going what is wrong with the people and it's not because they think that we're out to get them I'm not out to get anybody. I'm out to run a convention. I'm out. I'm. I'm there to run to to do the rules and and be according to the Constitution. If I had overruled any of those motions uh, to to uh, to make it unconstitutional, it would have been non. They couldn't appeal. Right. You right. couldn't do. You can't appeal a ruling on the Constitution because there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can. Sure. So it would have been me making a singular decision, which would have probably made, I, I would probably have been uh, roasted in effigy in some, you know, some future place. But I said, no, we're going to let this go. 
because I want them to have their day. They had their day. This is over. Why don't you people join the party and do something constructive as opposed to something destructive? Yeah, and and, and you look at it. it just, I mean, despite the fact a lot of these uh, sur- uh, left of center surrogates that donate to DFL causes and help the DFL, and meanwhile on the other side of the ledger you have the Republican State Party that constantly. Um, Lacking money, you've had candidates who, as you alluded to, have to fight off primary challenges. GOP have to fight off primary challenges, and you still barely lost in the midterms. I mean, this House was status quo, and the Senate flipped one seat, and that's all it took. And we saw what happened last session, where if we could just stop this stuff, it, it would definitely definitely have a lot more balance in our in our state government, Dave Osmond. And and you know what, I've, I've said this multiple times, and I try to tell these people. And these these radicalized individuals, you have to have moderates. You want to you want to get rid of all the moderates. You want to burn them anytime you can. You want to get rid of Dave Senja. You want to get rid of Carla Nelson. You these are more moderate senators. Right. However, they are in moderate districts. If you don't understand pol- you don't understand politics. If you don't understand that in suburb- some of these suburban districts, you're going to have to have a moderate. They might even have to be pro-choice. Because you're going to have you the first vote they take is who runs the joint. When you get to the Senate or the House, who runs the joint? If you don't have the votes to get the to get to be the leader, look what happens. It happened this year. Look what one vote can be. And Tony Jurgens is the primary example of him supporting a DFLer as a Republican, and we lost that seat by a handful, and the two House seats went Republican. Right. right. So the simple fact of the matter is we are. We have to have moderates in moderate districts. There's nothing you can do about it. As a conservative, and I don't think anybody is going to question my conservative credentials, I try to push us in the direction of a conservative angle. But there are times where we have to be more moderate because you have to have those moderates to win. And that's the same thing in Washington, D.C. And look what happened there. I mean, they had three weeks where they didn't have a speaker because they didn't have a plan. Matt Gates, Matt Gates, what a guy! Yeah, this kind of sounds like a, kind of a microcosm of that that took place. In this it is. There was no plan. Well, yeah, what was what was I'm, your plan? What they was plan, plan B if if Han was ousted? Did they have someone that they could have maybe tried to elevate? I mean, how would that have worked? Say they had the votes to oust Dave Han. What what then? I mean, would you, would there be an emergency vote for Speaker? How does that work? <laughs> Sorry, the it would have con- been it would have been Donna Bergstrom because they didn't go after her for some reason. They were trying to, but they didn't put that one on the table. Okay, they wanted to take down everybody, and they also wanted to tie the hands of the the exe- the executive board that meets once a month. They wanted to tie the the hands of the executive board, and I said, "Excuse me, the executive board is going to make a decision based on the information that's put in front of them." And guess what? They said no. They looked at your your package of of garbage that you put in front. And they said this doesn't. This is this is BS, and we all know it. They didn't send that to the because the exec board did consider this, even though mm. it was flimsy. They did consider it, and they they had the ability to put it on the agenda, uh, but they didn't. Why? Because they realized that this group is a fringe group that has nothing but chaos in mind. Talking with uh, Dave Osmick, chairing, uh, t- recapping his chairmanship of yesterday's state central committee. Convention 651-289-4488 is the number to call. One final segment coming up this hour with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Turning on your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit dependonam.com to help keep AM radio and vehicles for the next generation. Seems like all this artificial intelligence stuff stirs up the age-old question. Man versus machine. Hi, it's Mike Max here for the Good Feed Store. And let me ask you, would you let a robot cut your hair? Would you rely on an app to teach a kid to ride a two-wheeler? Let's face it, some things require the human touch. People come to us seeking a solution to foot, leg, and back pain after trying all kinds of things recommended by in-store machines or website blurbs, an impersonal generic approach to solving a problem that is unique to you. No wonder they usually don't work. At the Goodfeet store, you'll meet with an arch support specialist who will take the time to learn about your needs, your feet, your lifestyle, and then fit you from over 300 models and sizes of arch supports. Designed for pain relief that are balanced and more comfortable. See what Goodfeet can do for you with a free fitting. Just stop in or schedule an appointment or go to goodfeet.com. 
Currently, there are three stores in the Twin Cities, Burnsville, Maple Grove, or Maplewood. Call 855-554-3338 today or go to goodfeet.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. Many local families cannot afford the high cost of food, gas, and groceries. You can help by donating to the Salvation Army this holiday season. Give now at SalvationArmyNorth.org. Together, we can love beyond. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final short segment this hour, again joined by Dave Osmick in studio, recapping yesterday's uh, Minnesota State Central Committee Delegates meeting, annual meeting of the uh, MNGOP State Central Delegates. Uh, the one uh, debacle we managed to avoid yesterday, uh, Dave Osmick, I remember this well, taking place at the uh, General Convention in the summer of 2022. All the affiliates, like the college Republicans, log cabin Republicans, etc., were certified without incident. So uh, at least one shining uh, shining star came out of that, Dave. Osmey. I think we're all looking at each other, going, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> because there was the report was made. They announced all of them. They announced the names on all of them, and rightfully so. There was, you know, somebody asked questions about why do we have affiliates in the first place. That's a good question. You're sort of carving out all these little, and nobody outside of the party knows or cares about these affiliates. But um, there was a whole hullabaloo in Rochester. This one, they announced everything. I said, is there any discussion? Not one person came to the microphone. I said, okay. <laughs> those in favor, aye. Those opposed, there wasn't. I think there was about two nays someplace in the building. I probably could guess a name or two, which oh. ones those were. But I won't. I won't say na- names. i tell you what. <laughs> leaving the legislature and having to be able to look back at it, now I, I, I can sincerely say, that I understand how it feels to be an a, an inmate leaving an asylum. Yes, there you have I it. can look back at the <laughs> asylum and laugh. <laughs> we do have a, a phone call. Quick, I have about a couple of minutes left in this segment. Jerry in Minnetonka is on line one. Jerry, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Yeah, good, good afternoon, guys. Uh, real quickly, you guys remember that Tom Bach was removed from his speakership by the liberal faction of the DFL. And, and he was and the their uh, yeah he was their minority leader, but defrocked. yes, minority. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my point in bringing that up is, uh, I think moderates are endangered on both sides. Oh so, yeah. So it's not, it's it's not it's not uniquely Republican. Yeah, Tom Bach was not, and thanks for the call, Jerry. Tom Bach, uh, if I remember right, among many things, was not sufficiently anti-gun enough. And given the district he represents, why would you be anti-gun, Dave Oz? That was it. And Tom Bach, don't don't kid yourself. Tom Bach wasn't terribly conservative no. anyway. No. However, he understood how he had to straddle the line. He had a fairly, you know, he had a caucus to deal with, uh, but he also, at that point in time, had a lot of other rural Democrats, which in 2016 mysteriously vanished and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And primarily because of the gay marriage vote. Oh yeah. Um, but we, uh, Tom, um, over time, uh, did not sufficiently. Uh, Bow, kowtow to the most liberal of all things, and he was kicked. And um, after the 2020, 2020. 2020 elections, yeah, I remember that. Uh, he and Senator, the dearly departed Senator Thomas Sonny, came over mm-hmm. to our caucus, 
and they were good. They were good contributors. And uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I thought that Tom could have been our leader for that last year after Senator Gazelka left leadership uh, because he understood how things work. And I'm willing to have somebody who's conservative with a conservative with our caucus backing, telling him what to do. I'm more than willing to have somebody who will who knows the, how to work the system and get what we want, as opposed to somebody who didn't. So, Tom, uh, he's moved on to the great land of lobbyists. Um, he's not he's not good enough. Oh, true story. Um, he w- lobbies in Washington D.C. also now. Tom Bach. Yes. Okay. And uh, apparently, somebody named Alexandra Ocasio. Cortez, I, I think I've seen that name someplace Heard before. It. Heard of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think uh, Tom is working on behalf of either cigarette companies or something or other tobacco companies. And uh, she basically slammed the door in his face. Really? Okay. <laughs> and, and all I think of is, well, you know, it's fun to be a big fish in a small pond, but you go to Washington and you're a little fish in a big pond. <laughs> and Tom found out the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we only have a couple of minutes uh, remaining in this segment. You know, uh, Senator Osmick, I know you were reacting a little bit to uh, what I was talking about in the first segment. Uh, these rebate checks are going to be taxed, and Senator Osmick threw up his hands. I'm like, oh, your rebate check uh, is going to get taxed? You're disappointed, and you haven't got one, Dave Where's Osmick? my check? Yeah, yeah. Where's my check? And the killer <laughs> on this is I have called multiple times, and every time they said, well, uh, we're, we'll get back to you on that, and or, well, wait until the first of the year. Well, after the first of the year, I'm going to be calling them and demanding a supervisor because apparently there's no way to track these damn checks. Yeah, and some are not, and some are not being cashed by the time the expiration date comes and goes. So they put them like an unclaimed property. And well, all they're that supposed sort of to reissue the checks now. Yeah, and I still Initially, haven't gotten a yeah. reissued check. My daughters have gotten theirs. My wife and I haven't. And doggone it, I want the money. Uh, well, well, I should have gotten more. Right, right. And now we have a budget surplus that's going to turn into a budget deficit because the Democrats spent more. This is like the Raven. Nevermore? No, it's spend some more. <laughs> and that's the term that we should be using for them is spend some more Democrats. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, uh, Dave Osmick, thanks so much for uh, stopping by today. We appreciate all the insights and the info that uh, took place yesterday. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks we appreciate for having the time. Me AM 12A to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Accredited investors, are you tired of the volatility of the stock market? Diversify now while oil continues to go up in price with expert predictions to be at $125 a barrel soon. When you do, you will get a 100% tax write-off for 2023. Why pay the government all the taxes this year and gamble in the stock market? Savvy and accredited investors use proven strategies that make more money and reduce their taxes. Freedom Crude allows you to take advantage of the enormous profits that both companies and producers of domestic oil have been experiencing hurry before december 31st if you do nothing you'll pay your fair share of taxes or act now and invest in oil and let your money go to work with a 100 write-off on your taxes while at the same time generating potential income for decades to come call freedom crude 800-834-1233 freedom crude 800-834-1233 800-834-1233 did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere, oneplace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit oneplace.com today. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain... 
lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo. If you're a veteran, current service member, or first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. Please call the Patriot today and we'll book a time for you to visit our Egan studio. Call 651-289-4410. Listen to Pledge of Allegiance weekdays at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, the page. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.